As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Sides we're taking over. Huh. Lift your Bibles, let's make our confession of faith together. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew now, who is a tax collector, he's a guy that all of the rest of the Jews in that time, they thought, why is Jesus with this guy? Because this guy represents uh, our enemy. He's our enemy because he's making us pay taxes. That's how they viewed it. And so when they look at Matthew, Matthew now uh, uh, looks at things from a very a bit more technical standpoint than sometimes we would because his background was in numbers. Now, I said, Bishop, why are you telling us all that? Well, it's just good to know. That's, that's why. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 6. I've preached from here before, but today we're going to go to a whole nother level in this. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls or what's valuable, watch this, before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and then the dogs are going to turn and tear you into pieces do me a favor church look at your neighbor and say neighbor who let the dogs out that's a big old dog you can bring him right on over here god dog that's that's a, that's a big old dog hey touch your neighbor say neighbor 
Who let the dogs out? Thank you so much. Father, we pray now that you would speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with wisdom, Father, that we will move and walk in everything that you have ordained. We thank you that as this word moves forth, that as this message goes forth, you'd speak to us with clarity. You'd speak to us with power. We thank you now, Father, that you'd give us great revelation today. We thank you now, Father, that you'd give us great information today. We thank you that you'd give us great revelation today. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Everybody said, everybody said, just have to have two or three people around you say, who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's a big old dog. That's a big old dog. That, that, ain't, that ain't no puppy. That's a big old dog. Would y'all thank God for the dog and the wonderful owner? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's a big old dog. You can be seated. <laughs> We're in week four of our new series called The Animal Kingdom, which deals with zoology, theology, and uology. This series meets at the intersection of the spiritual uh, meaning of animals from the Bible, Jesus and you. Check this out. I have an important question for you. Say, what's that question, Bishop? Uh, in, Ma uh, in Matthew 7 and 6, Jesus, watch this, is talking about human beings in that verse. But why would he say that humans can sometimes act like dogs? Now, now, I need you to understand something. I need you to understand something. Uh, again, thank God for the wonderful owner of the dog uh, being the prompt there. Uh, but, but you can get the imagery right. Think of it. Jesus is saying now, watch this. He says, that dog, he says, watch this. There are people that can sometimes act like that dog. T touch your neighbor and say, why would Jesus say that? It's because of something called human canine coevolution. Watch this. This is because dogs have been domesticated by humans. Therefore, a dog's behavior can actually show us the best of ourselves and the worst of ourselves at the same time. And that actually has a technical term, which is called anthropomorphism. And that's when you can attribute human traits to non-human entities. So when the Bible says, and when Jesus says, he says, don't give what's holy to the dogs. He's talking about humans, but he's saying there are certain humans that are going to betray the traits and portray the traits of certain dogs are you hearing what I'm saying church so the Bible actually mentioned dogs over in over 40 verses and most of them have a negative anthropomorphic view in Philippians uh, uh, the Apostle Paul makes this statement in Philippians 3 2 he says beware of the dogs okay so Jesus says don't give anything valuable to the dogs the Apostle Paul says you need to beware of the dogs. Somebody say beware of the dogs. Now, check this out. He says beware of the dogs. Now, why in the world with the scripture? Because most of us in today's culture, most people, are, especially in Denver, you're animal lovers. You're dog lovers. You take your dog everywhere. Your dog's in the back seat. He's in the front seat. He's at the dinner table. He goes to lunch with you. He's at the... I saw one dog the other day just had his head out the window just cruising down the street. And he just was out, had his head out, let the wind blowing in his face. I thought he was on the phone. I thought he was about to shoot somebody a text. So why in the world would Jesus say something that seems to give us a negative anthropomorphic view of the dogs? And why in the world would Paul say, watch this, don't pet them, be aware of them? He's, watch this. It's because uh, uh, dogs were universally despised in the East because they were viewed, watch this, as a mooch pooch that ran about as a scavenger living off of others. 
<laughs> uh, figuratively, a dog was thought to be a spiritual predator that fed off of other people. Check it out. Paul says, be aware, or excuse me, beware of the dogs, which means be aware because you're going to deal with some dogs in life and you can't avoid it, so you need to be aware of it. Touch your neighbor and say, you can't avoid the dogs. Beware of the dogs. And for your issue, for many people, watch this, is that you keep thinking something is wrong because you keep encountering dogs for friends, dogs in relationships, dogs in your family. But maybe you just need to be aware so from this moment forward you can just amend. Touch the neighbor and say, be aware of the dogs. So here it is, back to Matthew 7 and 6. He says, do not give what is holy. That word holy means valuable. What is sacred. Now, what's valuable? Watch this. What's sacred to you? Sacred specifically deals with your time. He says, watch this. You are not a dog whisperer. Once you find out you are dealing with somebody that's nothing more than a mooch pooch, you stop giving them your time. You stop spending time. You stop thinking. Because here's what we think. We think that we're dog whisperers. Some of you got friends right now that the only time they call you is when they need something. And you know something's up because they send you a text after blue talking about what you're doing. Well, you ain't asked me what I've been doing the whole rest of the year. Why in the world are you trying to figure out what I'm doing now? It's because the mooch pooch showed up. But touch your neighbor say, don't let the dogs out. Now, I understand that phrase. I was told this morning that that phrase uh, can mean something negative if, if you come from a clubbing background. But that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Bible. Touch your neighbor and say, Bishop, talking about the Bible. Watch this. Do not give what is holy. He says, don't do it. He said, if you do it, watch this, it's your fault. You sitting up crying and complaining over people that do you wrong. And God says, well, I told you not to give them nothing. Watch this. Do not give what is valuable. Do not give what is sacred to the dogs. Dogs here has a more detailed meaning than it does in Philippians. It means someone with impure motives. Say impure motives. Sometimes you need to ask the folk around you, what are you in my life for? What, what are we doing? You don't have time to waste with casual conversation with folk. Think about it. It's some folk you spend time on the phone with. And the conversation is not productive. It's the same on what you're doing, where you're going, where you're being, all that. But there's no productivity in the conversation. It's not moving forward. It's just shooting the breeze. Watch this. And if you think about it, really the majority of the conversation is doing nothing but rehearsing misery. Are you here, church? I wish y'all would say something to me. Touch your neighbor and say, don't let the dogs out. But see, watch this. Not only does it mean impure motives, but it means a person that is impudent. That means they are disrespectful. They talk about leaders. They, they talk about other people. They'll talk about anybody and everything they can talk about, and they'll be disrespectful. They don't keep their word. They don't do what they say they're going to do, and you know they don't do it. And watch this. And they act, act as if they are doing you a favor. Touch your neighbor and say, don't let the dogs out. He says, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample you. Well, watch this, watch this. That, that word trample in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means they'll reject you with disdain. Here's what it means. They'll disrespect you and push you away, and they'll growl at you because you're too good for them. So 
So what ends up happening is you were trying to watch this rescue astray. I'm going to preach my own soon. <laughs> you were trying to rescue a mooch pooch. You were trying to, well, if I'm in their life, I'm going to help them do this and become this and turn into this. And what you didn't understand is what they're going to do anyhow is trample you. See, you gave them your pearls, but they're going to... You gave them your time, but they're going to trample over it. You gave them your love, but they're going to trample over it. You gave them a place to stay, but they're going to trample over it. You gave them, you gave it to them, but they're going to trample over it. He says, they're going to reject you with disdain. They're going to disrespect you and push you away. They're going to growl at you because you're too good for them. And Jesus says, it's your fault. Because I told you, don't give what's valuable to impudent, impure motive folk. Okay, Bishop, how do I check motives? If you have something to lose and they have nothing to lose, check the motive. It's quiet. Be careful about engaging in anything with anybody that doesn't have the same amount to lose as you. All right, let's move on. Move on. Touch your neighbor. Say, don't let the dogs out. It says, for they will trample, Matthew 76, they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Now, watch this. Why did Jesus say pearls? Why did he say pearls? I say, don't give what's holy to the dogs. Don't give what... Uh, uh, don't give your pearls to swine. I says, pearls, pearls. Uh, the dog part dealt with what's holy, what's valuable, what's sacred. Uh, your time. Say valuable. Now, it may not be valuable to others, but it's valuable to you because of what you had to pay to get it. See, to some people, they're like, well, that's not that much. But you're like, do you know what I had to go through to get that? See, thank God the fact that you had to struggle through some stuff because it made you appreciate what you have now. Thank God you had to struggle to get your joy. That's why you won't let nobody else take it. Thank God you had to struggle to build your business. That's why you won't let anybody else just act foolish with it. Thank God you have to struggle through life because it gives you a value and an appreciation for it. Others may not recognize it, but touch your neighbor and say, I got some value. I got... It may not be much to you, but baby, there's a story behind this face. There's a story behind this praise. There's a story behind this shop. There is a. So watch. Why does he say pearls? Say why pearls, Bishop? Pearls in the Greek is the word. Watch this. Margaritas. It is. It is. Stop giving your margaritas to people. It is. It's the Greek word margaritas. Literally, no, it is the Greek word margaritas. Watch this. Here's what it means. Valuable information. You all know why your enemies know how to defeat you? Come here, Samson. You keep giving them valuable information. He, he, said, he said, I'm about through. He said, then I'm going to let, let the dog come on back up here. He can have the stage, so I'll move on there. Watch this. I'm joking. Watch this. He says, he says, do not give what is valuable to the dogs. 
Don't cast your margaritas, your valuable information to the swine. Because here's what they're going to do. They're not going to value it anyhow. You know why you keep getting hurt? It's because you keep, I'm just going to step out on faith. You're not stepping out on faith. You like projects. You find good people, you think something wrong with them. This is too good to be true. I don't know. I don't know. I'm praying. You find a stray. You find a mooch pooch. This is God's will. Yes, it is, because ain't nobody perfect. Why is it you condition yourself to thinking you don't even deserve a person to operate in your life at your level? I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about family. Baby, either you come up to this level because I'm not coming down to that level. Watch this. Watch this. He says they're going to trample it on their feet. He said they're not going to value it anyhow. And you're going to be mad because you're going to watch somebody stomping on your expensive coat. You ever had somebody, you know, you uh, back in your college days, high school days, whatever, you let somebody, you know, wear some of yours? And it was, it was a big deal to you. And then you saw they had it balled up in the back seat. You're like, whoa, wait several moments here. And you have several seats. Give me my jacket back. You ever work hard to get an automobile and, and you finally let somebody else drive it and, and they drive it and you see how sloppy they turn the corner. You see how sloppy they treat it. You let them borrow it one day and you get in your car. Your car is normally always clean. You get in your car and they got fries all down the side and they got food bags all in there. This ain't how I leave my car. Because it ain't valuable to them because it didn't cost them anything. People don't appreciate what costs them nothing. And every time I think that's not true, I get shown. Saying it. Every time I think that's not true, and I call myself bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay dog whispering, you know, I get shown that that's never the case. If it costs nothing, it's treated that way. Then Jesus said, I'm almost done. They're going to turn, then they're going to tear you into pieces. So here's what they do touch your neighbor, say, Don't let the dogs out. They're going to trample over what was valuable to you. And once they're done destroying your peace, done destroying your joy done trampling over your self-esteem done trampling over your financial input watch this done trampling over the credit you co-signed with him for done trampling over the fact you let them use your cell phone bill y'all i'm not talking to me done trampling over your grace done trampling over your mercy then they finish like a dog that finished eating then they look up and then they look over at you and what did jesus say they're going to rip you into pieces so now you were in a six-month friendship that it takes you five years to recover from. You're in a year relationship that it takes two decades to get past because you keep meeting the same dog because you haven't broken free of the scent. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Could it be that some of the people in your life are nothing more than a re reincarnation of a test? The reincarnation to see if you're going to actually do what Jesus said. Stop giving what's valuable to 
dogs. And I know why we give it to dogs. Watch this. Come here, culture. Because dogs are man's best friend. This is my friend. This is, this, this is, this is my BFF. I've been knowing them for years. This is my friend. Not knowing that's not, that's not a pet. You know what they call certain things? They call them pet projects. It's a project that you take on and treat it like something that it's not. I saw a bishop friend of mine, uh, touching him, say, Bishop's almost through. I saw him a bishop friend of mine the other day, and he was telling about this, this individual he'd helped and all that stuff for and all that. And he was saying, Bishop, I just, that really hurt me. And I said, Sir. He said, Yes, sir. I said, Can I help you? Uh, he said, Yes, sir. He said, Now, Bishop, he said, I know what Bishop Foreman means when he says, Help me. I said, Yes, sir. I said, Sir, it's never been what it's never been. And I said, it'll never be what it's never been. Because what it is, is what it is. He, he said, Bishop, that's what you're trying to say. I said, you are angry at a person not honoring you in a way they've never honored you. I said, they never valued you. They never respected you. What did you think? All of a sudden, one day, they were just going... Hit the head and see that there was value there. If you didn't recognize it last year, you probably ain't going to recognize it now. But touch your neighbor and say, I'm not letting the dogs out anymore. <laughs> Let's go to third gear. Here it is. Notice Jesus didn't say to try to change the nature of the dog. But to, watch this, especially for those of you, watch this, who have high gifts of mercy. Especially for those of you who have high gifts on our spiritual gifts test of Pastor Shepherd. What's going to happen to you is that you will think, I'm going to change this dog. Bow wow, bow wow. Yippee yo, yippee yo. See, look at all this progress. Bow wow wow, bow wow wow. Yippee yo, yippee yo. Yippee yay. No. Wait a minute, no, we've been having, making all this progress. No, I just knew that's what you wanted me to say. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing to me, y'all. Y'all ain't saying, I just set somebody free right there because you thought you were making progress. They just knew what you wanted to hear them say. But today, I prophesy, you will no longer let the dogs out. Somebody shout right through there. Jesus didn't say to try to change the nature of the dog but to recognize what they are and deal with it accordingly. And we can falsely think that more love, more communication, more counseling, more prayer will change a dog. But any person convinced against their will is of the same mindset still. People can change. Matter of fact, we are proof that people can change because we are changing. But just because you're changing doesn't mean a dog around you will change. 
And here's the fact, church, we've all been treated poorly by dogs, but it doesn't give us permission to be dogs to other people. I came to tell somebody who just said, you know what? I ain't going to be loyal to nobody else. I'm not going to be kind to anybody else. No, that doesn't give you permission to be a dog because you were treated like a dog. That's why Ephesians 6, 8 says, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he'll receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free, which means sowing right into other people doesn't always mean you're going to reap it from the people you sowed it to because the Bible says the return comes from the which means you may have been kind to a dog and that dog may not represent it and that dog may not understand it that dog may not value it but if you keep on walking God says I got somebody I got somebody that's going to value you I got somebody that's going to value your input I got somebody that's going to value your time don't let the dogs keep you from moving toward slap your neighbor high five say don't let the dogs out but the message asks the question, who let the dogs out? And it's easy for us to think about the dogs around us. Here it is, we finna change streets. It's easy for us to think about everybody that betrayed you, everybody that left you, everybody that hurt you, everybody that trampled over you, everybody that bit you. But it might be good for us to check and see who let the dog out in us. Oh, watch how I got real quiet in the church right through there because I know we don't like the thought nor the ideology that there could possibly be a little bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay inside of us. But would you slap your neighbor high five, say, check yourself for the dog. And here's what's going to, this message, last night, I saw to just say, I'm going to just preach fire again. <laughs> From Friday night, because watch this. While there are great qualities of dogs, remember in the Bible, the anthropomorphism was negative and dogs were despised because of destructive behaviors that can apply to us like this. Watch this. I'm going to go through it fast. Because of multiple relational partners within a year. Dogs were known for getting around. Uh-huh. And see, what happens is that there might be some dog you need to check in you if you're seven months in and that had five boyfriends, five girlfriends. Y'all not, y'all, 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 y'all not saying nothing. You just mean you need to check yourself. Maybe the problem ain't the people you're meeting. Maybe the people you're meeting recognize the dog in you. Okay, all right, keep it moving, Bishop. Keep it moving. Then, 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 then there's tail chasing. There's tail chasing. Proverbs 26, 11. A dog returns to his own vomit so a fool repeats his folly. He just keeps going in circles in search of something that he never ever catches. So I keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. Touch your neighbor. Say, stop going in circles. Say, that's how dogs act. You can't keep doing the same thing expecting a different result. That's what a dog does. You can't keep being unfaithful to God and expect him to do breakthrough for you. That's how a dog acts. You can't expect great things to come and you won't pay the price. That's what dogs do. But then watch this. They travel in packs with others with the same issues. So we find people with our same issues and then complain about them having the same issue we do. But then something shocked me. Say, what was it, Bishop? Dogs can become narcissists. And these examples I'm going to give you won't be for dogs, but will be for us. Watch this. A dog can actually become, watch this, self-centered and a narcissist, watch this, because it is addicted to the attention it gets from its owner. 
Oh, y'all not saying nothing. So here are my examples. They, 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 they apply to dogs. They apply to humans. It's anthropomorphistic. Uh, I, I'm not even going to try to have you say it because I don't even, you'd be like, y'all be like morphing Power Rangers, Bishop. I don't know. Selfishness. You lack empathy. You don't care how what you do affects anybody. You don't care how you not doing your part affects the rest of the team. You don't care about how you not showing up affects the job. You don't care. You don't care. Because when you're a narcissistic dog, it's your world. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. It's my world. It's what I want to do. And I don't care how it affects you. I'm not going to do my part, but I just hope that you get your part done. And when it's time for us to all be held accountable, let me just say, let me just bark. Ruff. Self-centeredness. It's always about you. A sense of entitlement like somebody owes you something. Manipulative through emotional swings. When you want to change things, you get an attitude. When you want people to recognize you, you get an attitude. You're walking to church with an attitude. Just trying to draw some energy out of the room. Draw some energy from around people. You're walking your house with an attitude. Y'all ain't saying nothing, so I'm going to preach hard so she don't want to talk to me. You're walking your house and get an attitude with your husband because you're mad at your boss. You're walking your house and get an attitude with your spouse because you're mad about somebody else. You just have emotional swings and then you'll tell people I don't feel like being bothered but look neither do we I'm just on one when I tell you what go bark over there go bark over there by yourself because ain't nobody got time for your narcissistic doggish behavior some of your children have learned to be dogs because they watch you act like a dog with other people but today we will no longer let the dogs out yeah. When you're narcissistic, you won't admit when you're wrong. You prove your case rather than accepting responsibility. Narcissists always want to get their side out, even though their side does not matter. It's quiet in the church. Narcissists, watch this. They're easily wounded. A narcissist, when they're wrong, will cry in front of their boss versus accept responsibility in front of their boss. Y'all, I'm not saying nothing. A narcissist, when you catch them doing something in the DM, they only gonna say nothing. When you catch them texting some folk they ain't supposed to text, a narcissist, rather than owning it, what they'll do is get emotional. Well, listen. They're hypersensitive and very insecure. They are insecure about everything. They're insecure about how they look. They're insecure about how they dress, which is why they always, watch this, have to talk about how secure they are. Because what they're actually declaring is what they want to be, not what they currently believe that they are. Y'all not saying nothing. Hypersensitive, insecure, craves admiration and attention. Uh, watch this. This is why they're always checking to look at how many people like what they posted. They want admiration and narcissistic dogs. If you don't pat and rub, they find somebody else to pat and rub. And a narcissistic dog wants to be patted and rubbed even when it ain't done what it's supposed to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing to me. All right. If you can't say amen, just say preach bishop or something. Uh, because for the last day in your life have you left the dogs out for the last day in our lives have we left the dogs out because if we're honest we need to check ourselves and say lord where's the dog that's been in prone to a vast array of negative emotions including depression you want to know why you're depressed because you're a narcissist you are self-obsessed and self-absorbed anxiety self-consciousness 
and shame. And here's why, here's what a narcissist will blame their shame on. I didn't get my due. I'm always treated poorly. Like a little puppy. Lock the doors, Esther. Ain't nobody leaving until I'm done. Now leave them open for fire code. Leave them open. Watch this. A narcissist dog puts down other people. You'll say, wow. You'll say, wow. Wasn't church good? Yeah, but why he got on gold shoes, though? Dog. Dog. Bark over there. I bet. Look. <laughs> okay. You'll say, wow, wasn't, wasn't so-and-so nice? Yeah, but why they smile so much? Dog. And you need to start calling it like you see it. If people start talking about other people, listen, somebody's, uh, your success is not dependent upon somebody else's failure. And in our church, I declare, we are people that build one another up. We are people that speak life into one another, which means I don't need to tear anybody else down. I don't need to pull anybody else down. Slap your neighbor, high five, say, I want to push you up. I want to push you up. They always talking about other people. Didn't you like her dress? What? It was all right. You just mad because you can't get no dress, dog. If you're going to speak life into everybody on your road, just holler at me one time. If you slap them a high five say go 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 we will be a church that supports one another that lifts one another that builds one another ain't no dogs in this yet yet a narcissist dog I gotta finish a narcissist dog a narcissist dog loves to talk about themselves you have a four-hour conversation and three and a half of it is about them. And then you'll say, well, I had such a rough day. Oh, wow, I'm praying for you. Sucker, I just spent three and a half hours listening to you bark. And you don't even have the decency to even ask? Oh, by the way, narcissist dogs like to name drop. I used to work for so-and-so. I used to do this and that. I went to school with this and that. Oh, I know them, this and that. Narcissist dogs, watch this, don't think the rules apply to them. And they break them in small but consistent ways. Narcissist dogs, stand right here. Okay, got it. Dog. Small but consistent ways. You'd be like, hey, please don't say it like that to me. When you say it like that to me, that hurts me. Okay, I won't. But push that dog a little too rough. It's quiet in the church. I said it's quiet in the church. Oh, and by the way, narcissist dogs aren't easily coached. You can meet with a dog weak week after week and they still won't get it 
See, what I loved about that dog's owner said, he said something to him. Is that what he said, Sarah? Yeah, he had, I said they had signals and signs, all kinds of stuff. There you go. He obeyed, watch this, because he wasn't a narcissist dog. A narcissist dog, watch this, they're not going to pay mind because they want you to pay attention. Pay mind. They're not going to follow. They're not going to. Nope. Can everyone please stand? Dog. I'm not standing. Not because anything's wrong with your legs. Not because anything's wrong with your ankles. Not because anything's wrong with your feet. Not because anything's wrong with your waist. I'm just not doing it. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. What are you gonna do? Lastly, I gotta finish 9.15. Somebody said, I'm not letting the dog out. How many of us, if we're honest, some of those narcissistic tendencies I just went through, if we're, I'm not even gonna have you raise your hand because the dog may not be fully out, so you may not raise your hand. If I say, you know somebody, be like, oh, of course, Bishop Foreman, preach about it, brother, preach it. But just, if you be honest, that some of that narcissistic stuff you've seen in you over the last 12 months, just, would you just kind of, I don't know, just maybe blink or something or pop your neck or something or just, I don't know, something. That means somehow we let a dog get in us and not value what we should value but today here's what I love about Jesus here's what I love about Jesus we can all see ourselves in some of those tendencies but what I love about Jesus if I got breath in my body that means I got brand new mercy that means I got fresh grace and that means I may have been barking yesterday but today what lastly there are other behaviors dogs can exhibit there it is this is gonna go deep and quick that we could also exhibit because of what's called separation anxiety for dogs. It's because, watch this, they've been abandoned, dropped, rejected, ostracized, and pushed away. And at some point, we all have been in life. And here's what dogs do when they're dealing with separation anxiety. Because they've been abandoned, dropped, rejected, ostracized, or pushed away. Watch this, number one, they have fecal and ural elimination. That means they don't let anything out or they let everything out in the wrong places. Fecal, now come on, just be good so I can move on to the next point. See, I don't want to have to like get deeper in explaining this. They, they, they let, they, they don't let anything out. And if you hold on to your waste internally, you will destroy yourself from the inside out. That's what worship is for. So I can get it all out, watch this, in the right place. Because some dogs, some dogs, they don't let anything out. Other dogs, they let everything out in the wrong places. You'll say, don't go here. But when they have separation anxiety, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to do what I was going to do. I'm not even going to do that. But dogs have a certain thing they do with their legs when they're having elimination. You got it? Here's the next thing, here's the next thing, here's the next thing. Say, what's the next thing, Bishop? Isn't this amazing? Yes, 
<laughs> Hyper salivation. When they have separation anxiety, when they've been abandoned, dropped, rejected, ostracized, pushed away. Remember, these are the same traits that appear in humans. Watch this. When those things have happened, watch this. They're always thirsty for attention. So they do crazy things to get it. They'll make up a story to get some attention because they're... <laughs> and when you see them slobbering at the mouth, it's telling you, watch this, that they've been abandoned before. When you see a dog slobbering at the mouth, it means that they've been rejected or pushed away or ostracized before, so they've got separation anxiety. So when all that slobber's coming out, it teaches us, watch that through the psychology of the dog, it teaches us that at some point they've been dropped, so now to ensure that they can't be dropped, they, you like my shirt? You like my dress? You like my selfie? You like how I did this? You're not paying me any attention. Let me run over here. <laughs> Sometimes people will do it in church. They'll bounce from church to church to church. No, they're assigned here. But because they don't get the attention that they want because they've been rejected, ostracized, and dropped. <laughs> but then they can become, watch this, neophiliacs. That's nothing but a $5 word. Watch this. They're upset with what's new often to neglect what's present. This is my new friend. Hey, new friend. Let's go to eat, new friend. Not a friend that's been there. Friend that didn't leave. Friend that was always there. You don't think I'm that great anymore because you've seen my weaknesses. So, <laughs> hey, new thing. You'll get a car in January by July. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. But then here's the last thing, and this is where I got to quit because I'm out of time. I got to quit because I'm out of time. I got to quit because I'm out of time. Vocalization. This is when they cry out. Woo! I'm not doing a great job because I'm not a dog. You don't have any dog sounds in there that cry out? That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> they cry out. Dog owners, you maybe can relate to this because when you were leaving and your dog knew you was leaving, they watch you packed in bags. It's really amazing when you study how dogs are able to co-evolve with humans. It's really amazing when I was studying it, how they'll learn, how they'll even take on your facial disposition. It's really amazing. It's really amazing. It's really amazing. I mean, you know, you say at them. It's amazing when I study this. But they'll start whining. They'll start, they'll start, they'll start whining. They'll vocalize their anxiety. The problem is often when they're vocalizing their anxiety, they're vocalizing it by themselves so that there can be no healing. So they'll complain about life by themselves. There can be no healing. They'll complain about this by themselves. There can be no healing. And here's what I love about it, church. Remember these same traits the scripture teaches us about dogs. 
the anthropomorphic view, pomorphistic view, excuse me, is such that these same things can apply to us. If you've been rejected, dropped, abandoned, ostracized, pushed away at some point in life, you learn how to cry out, but often you, weren't, you didn't learn where to cry out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you'd often cry out to people that couldn't actually solve your problem. But here's what I love about Jesus, is that we get the opportunity to cry out to him. And there used to be this old song in church says, I'm going to have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about Not because he needed a news report, but so that I could vocalize my vicissitudes, issues, problems, trouble. I could vocalize my vicissitudes to the one that can actually solve them. How many times, I'm done, how many times do we worry about stuff, we get angry at stuff, we get frustrated about stuff, we get mad about stuff, church? And we say it to ourselves and our anger in our car. How many times do we get on the phone with other folk who don't have the power to solve, they can't solve their own stuff. Come on, let's be honest, church. The other day, can I be honest with you? Can I have an honest moment? The other day I was in my car and, and, I, and I just started barking. Don't leave me hanging out there because you were doing it too. I'm just making you know you ain't crazy for doing it too. If, if Bishop, anybody can say, me too, Bishop, me too. I was in my car just barking. I said, I don't want the phone to ring. I don't want to talk to nobody. But I said, I don't even want no music on. I just want silence. Let the earth be silent. The Lord is in the holy temple. Be shh. And I'm driving down the car listening to the street. And I just started barking. I said, and God and this and God and that and God and this and God and that. And I said, Lord, I'm just God, dog. I said, I just don't understand this. And then he said, son. I said, yes, sir. Are you done yet? He said, son, <laughs> you got all these things you're barking about. But you haven't even prayed about. Come on, don't leave your bishop hanging. Don't, don't let me in. We've all done it. We've all done it. I'm just honest enough to tell you I did it the other day. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take 60 seconds because I'm out of time. We're going to take 60 seconds. You just do it right where you're at, right? Your seat if you want to stay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.